Hi, everybody. This is good old JR Jim Ross. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Ringside Podcast. You got it? It's free. Get it. Love it. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Really? With Daniel Spencer. The jabroni beaten. Pie eaten. And Eric Cornish. And I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Rings Out Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. And I'm Eric Cornish. And we have a very special guest once again. He's been on the show before, and uh, we, ha- we had to have him back on here. And Brad, Brad Townley. Brad, how are you doing today? Doing good, fellas. Happy to be back. Absolutely. And and you know what? I'll, I'll just go ahead, and I, I, I'm I'm okay, Fabe. I could, didn't have to say this, but we did attempt to do this before, and... Um, a lot happened, technical difficulties, and then things changed since we talked. Yeah. So basically, half of the show was was lost, another half was lost anyways because of things happened since we t- did the show. So we said, well, let's do it again. So why not? Kind of kind of been a big week news-wise in wrestling. So uh, we decided, yeah, it's, it's probably probably do it again, and hopefully we haven't missed a whole lot more by the time you hear this. No, this it won't be. This will air a meet pretty pretty fast, so uh, we shouldn't miss too much, unless except for War Games is happening this weekend as we're recording this, so that we won't really get to talk about. However, everything else. But I will say this, um, you know, uh, sometimes it could be a blessing and a curse. I thought it was a curse, and it turned out to be a blessing. I think for the long, you know, yeah. for the time well, being. Let's just cut. We'll cover War Games the best we can so far. Can you believe the bump? That that dude took off the cage. That was insane. It was, it was insane. It was crazy. Pat Ma- Who knew Pat McAfee would do such a crazy thing off the cage? That was like that was crazy, man. Yeah, that is crazy. Watch that never happen in the network. It's gonna sound no. It's gonna sound <laughs> totally relevant. I promise you. When all this is said and done, that's my bet. If it's if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be Pat. Just because yeah, he can. Well, well, that right. And then also, um, um, speaking of. Um, um, crazy things. I mean, and plus in the last week in, in wrestling, I mean, you know, there's been a couple big things that might have took place, like some big news that you never saw coming, right? No, yeah. even more so than SummerSlam, man. I never saw it coming. <laughs> right. But, Huge but, news and then a super sad passing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we, we have that. By the way, this show is dedicated to the life and memory of the great Pat Patterson. So, uh, um, we, we, our thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to friends, family, uh, and colleagues of, of the one and only Pat Patterson. You know, um, from everything that I've heard as far, and, and I hope you don't mind that we, we start with, with Pat here, because I, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of people talk about his legacy and his relationship with Vince McMahon. And it's interesting to see that he was the one guy that was there kind of before 
you know, Vince took over from his dad and he was the guy that kind of stayed around and he was the one guy that like Vince Jr. like really, really trusted with ideas and probably more so than anybody else he's ever worked with. And he was the one guy that could tell Vince, uh, you're wrong and that won't work and here's what we need to do. And, uh, and I think that speaks volumes about, you know, the impact that he had on WWE and the business as a whole, I think. Yeah, he, um, he definitely was, you know, what they call a finish man because of what he can. And I, re- I remember hearing, like, watching documentaries and, like, I remember the, the, the whole uh, Wrestling with Shadows, how Brett put over uh, Pat being such a, he's a great, great mind when it comes to how we're going to do the finish. And it would show, like, the Canadian Stampede and how he was coming up with how that was going to finish. And, you know, and pretty much also kind of booked the SummerSlam finish, but yet, or not SummerSlam, but Survivor Series finish, that ended up being the Montreal screw job, but yet not booked it as a screw job. They actually, Pat didn't know about it. They actually, yeah. he booked, and they took what he did to turn it into the, the screw job, but he was the one that came up with the finish there, uh, the, the finish we thought we were going to, or Brett thought we were going to see. Um, and then, um, yeah, so, I mean, and that just goes, and he's been, was that way all, um, for a long time. Even, even our, our, um, our boss at OVW, Al Snow has talked a lot about Pat and what Pat taught him and what he would do. And he would go, no, Pat Patterson says this. And you're like, okay. And you make sense. And, uh, it's, uh, it's wild and crazy. Um, you know, he's not been around in WB for quite some time. So, his, so you can definitely see. I think the progression of what the product has done over the last couple of years since he's been kind of out of that um, that role, but um, but man, what a legacy he's he's led, and and wrestling has forever changed because of Pat Patterson for sure. Yeah, I mean things like the Royal Rumble, which I mean, still one of the greatest matches there there is. My favorite and, ever yeah. pay per view from WWE every year. I look forward to the Royal Rumble. I would rather. That's the one. That's the one I haven't seen live, and I don't know if I ever will. We'll, we'll see. But that's that's one of the ones that I actually I, I enjoy. Can't wait. I would I would watch a Rumble over a WrestleMania. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, I, I would too. I agree. And uh, I mean, the fact that he came up with that concept, and it's just you think about how how many other things that it that has influenced, like the you know OVW's Nightmare Rumble. It's basically the same thing. I mean, it's it's just one of those things. It's it's so much better than a battle royal. You know, when you when you get every, you know, two minutes or whatever it is, you're going to get another exciting, you know, anticipation moment, you know, and that's it was, what, a, what a great match. What a, it's just, yeah. you know, that's the and that's just the tip of the iceberg, because not only his creative ideas, but, you know, of course, it's before all of our times. But I mean, he was a great wrestler. <laughs> he was, you know, a tag team wrestler, singles wrestler. He held gold everywhere. I mean, I've heard nothing but just awesome things about the tag team with him and Ray Stevens. And just, uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things really makes you want to dig through the archives and, and see you know, the kind of stuff that he did, if, if you're not familiar with it. And I, I got to admit, I really haven't seen him wrestle all that much. I've seen the boot camp match with him and Slaughter, which was already late in his career, and all the Stooges stuff, which I think we've all seen. But um, but to go back into the, the glory days, I'd love to dig back into that and just see, you know, um, you know how, how great of a, of a performer he was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Brad, your thoughts on, on Pat? Have you guys watched the documentary on the Royal Rumble where Vince actually hated it when Pat originally pitched it to him? And then they needed a, uh, I think it was like Tuesday in Texas or whatever that event was after Survivor Series. They had another event lined up and they had nothing. And uh, Vince was just kind of stalling and just goes, uh, Pat 
uh, pitch that dumb match you like. And that was the first Royal Rumble. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Wow. Uh, it's just, it's a good watch. And, but yeah, Pat was incredible. Him and uh, just, uh, what was it? The rivalries, greatest rivalries with like Brett and Sean. And you could tell back then, like my heyday of wrestling, all like the best stuff was Pat's ideas or mainly. Um, oh, yeah. probably the yeah. best producer, uh, first ever IC champ and just a great mind overall. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and the Intercontinental title at the time, it's, it's get, it got away from it. And I th- I'm hoping it's kind of, I hope it come back to it. But the Intercontinental title was probably, we've talked about it many times in this show with our other co-hosts, former co-hosts and stuff, that it's probably one of the, some of the best people has held the title. It's kind of like you had a great Intercontinental run and eventually after you dealt with that, you moved on to world, you know, the world championship or the title, main title, WB title, whatever you want to call it now, universal title, that kind of stuff. But you were it was the the intercontinental title kind of let you choose who was gonna you know this person is gonna make or break you if you can if you can hold that and run that and, and can, then now you can move on. There's been minis that had the intercontinental title that never went on to the next level. It doesn't mean there wasn't a great wrestler. It's just that was kind of a you know you look back in history. There's even a show we did greatest intercontinental champions. You can go back and listen to and we kind of talk about a lot of that and really. Pat Patterson is is if it wasn't for him being the first one and starting that that we never would have ha- had the history we had today with that. So that's another another thing. So um, rest in peace, like I said, you know, uh, Pat Patterson, one of the greatest, and um, and uh, there'll never be another like him for sure. That's for sure. All right. So um, real quick, a little little local flavor we want to talk about. I know Brad. I don't know if you get the chance to watch him. So thank you for watch it if not it's okay uh but the christmas chaos ovw's christmas chaos um was this past weekend and whoa what a what an event it was one of the one of the best pay-per-view only events i've seen well WWE, uh, ovw's always put out these saturday night specials and you can catch or whatever but not only was it one of the great saturday night specials but first ever pay-per-view event and it was really a great pay-per-view event and um really was yeah. you know i know we're biased me and eric are but it it really was, and so shout out to the new uh, OVW heavyweight champion Brian Pillman Jr., who is now going to take on um, who, or who number one contender for Jesse Goddard's national heavyweight title, and that match is coming up eventually. January the ninth. Is it yeah. January ninth? Okay, I didn't know if the date was announced yet or not. January the ninth at the Nightmare Rumble. It's scheduled now, so uh, so Pillman could pick up that national heavyweight title as well as he takes on Mister Pactacular, who was also victorious last night against uh, Impact Superstar Ace Austin. Um, uh, some awesome cage matches, and and I do have to big shout out to our former guest of our show, Tony Gunn, nearly a year as OVW heavyweight champion, yeah. represented the company well. Um, you know, maybe not everybody likes his tactics, but uh, what a match uh, well, between him, him and Brian. And he's not done anything in OVW, so you never know where Tony's going to do. And I'm sure he's going to want that title back. So be on the lookout, Brian, for um, for getting that revenge. Uh, and, I, and I will say this. I thought for a second that uh, you and I were going to have to fight them off inside the cage <laughs> as, uh, as the battle began outside the cage. And uh, the two of us were still in there. Of course, you were going to have to stay in there, but I had to find my way out. I'm like, wait a minute. They there's only one way for them to come in this cage, and there's only way one way for me to go out. You I don't know climb, how this is going to work. Could have climbed on top, up over the top. Yeah, well, I'd still be trying to climb over that cage if that was the case. <laughs> I did manage to escape, so being the first man out, maybe I won that match. I don't know. All right. 
All right, so um, uh, yeah, so we got that going on, and uh, and a lot of other matches that happened. Uh, Maserati kept the women's title. Um, she she uh, defended that, um, you know, and was able to maintain it. Um, now we got a new one, rush. One of the matches of the night, I will say that uh, Jocelyn Navarro, Maserati, right up there uh, in contention for match of the night. I know a couple yeah. of people that that put it as the match of the night. I don't know. The Omar and uh, and Luscious though did have a great great boot the camp booty match. camp match. Well, boot yes. camp, boot camp. He Luscious <laughs> called it booty camp, but anyways, Omar was victorious there, and then uh, Lutz is your new Rush Division champion as he defeated well, both well times deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Can I give a you deserve a chant? I hate that chant, but. Well, uh, Jay Bradley was not there to help Dimes win, and maybe that was the the, the whole reason behind Luke's being victorious. We'll we'll see uh, when it comes to that. So, anyways, um, but that's kind of a nutshell. OVW, go to ovwrestling.com or just go to at ovwrestling on Twitter and kind of keep up to date with what's going on. And um, you can catch it all on the on YTA every Friday Speaking night. Speaking of that, and that match. Yeah. Sorry, no, sorry to interrupt you. I just noticed it was sitting right here. This uh, this script. That Dimes handed me, like as I was announcing him, that says he's two hundred fifty pounds and six foot five, which I think it's legit. Right. But whatever. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so um, there you go. That is that is uh, going on there with uh, uh, OVW and uh, what's happening, and we'll probably have more stuff to share as we get towards the end of the year. We're not going to share the kayfabe stuff that happened. At the uh, OVW annual Christmas party. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, and so back what, to our. What our happens actual, there stays there. What happens there stays there. <laughs> so uh, on to um, some big news and uh, wrestling this week. Let's first, I want to hear from our guest, Brad. Brad, what did you think when you happened to turn in and watch Wednesday night? Winter is coming. And you saw, let's, let's just skip to the main event, the championship match between. The champion at the time, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, and what's transpired at the end. I, I had to just, I had to just text you, <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> well, for like that, that whole night was just a, uh, like, I thought I was like, they're bringing out Sting halfway through, like mm-hmm. that's a that's a closer, right? But then I'm like, nope. No, that is your closer. That is your jaw drop. That is uh, cross-promotion. Uh, I, I cannot wait. Yeah. yeah. So many possibilities. It's unbelievable. I, you know I, what I think? You know what I think? <laughs> Looking at the smirk on, on Daniel's face is I think somebody's been kayfaving us. That's what I think. <laughs> that's, what I think. <laughs> that's what my wife says. Did Daniel know that? <laughs> he didn't tell me. All I know, all I can say is this: is that my phone blew up right after that happened, and I was just like, uh, "Well, um, uh, hi, <laughs> yeah, you saw it." And there, and I, I will not say whether I knew or didn't know, um, but I will say that it is awesome uh, for wrestling and awesome for both the company I work for, Impact, as well as AEW. And just wrestling in general. And um, I know Eric has shared many, many times on this show that um, he thinks that, you know, the other companies should kind of come together and do things together. And, and why not? Because you're not going to compete against the, the, the big machine. 
I even think, if I'm not mistaken, the podcast that got lost that we already kind of did, he kind of brought that up and yeah. mentioned that. So I, have, um, I feel like I've done it every episode. I've, yeah. I've, you know, I've said that for the longest time. It, you know, even if it's not, even if it's so much as just a talent trade, and maybe that's what this is, maybe it's not um, between AEW and Impact and any, any other organizations involved, but it still is a way to you know i don't know you're not going to compete with wwe necessarily but it's it's a way to get more eyeballs on your product and everybody else's product too and it's just better for the business now triple h didn't mention after this was asked in a um in a press conference or media conference whatever that is Mm -hmm. he did they did ask him would you be willing to do something as well and he says we're open to ideas so, I mean, that do I think they need to do it? No, but I think it'd be cool. They did it before in the nineties with ECW, right? So, you yeah. know, do they counter program what's happening with Impact and AEW with, say, um, you know, ROH or OVW or you know um, MLW? What what what, what, what do yeah. they do here? Who knows? And, and and you know, to play devil's advocate, I've heard people say too that what is this? benefit somebody like AEW you know I mean AEW is now a solid second place what how does it benefit AEW to go to impact you know who is I mean granted you know nothing against impact I'm not I'm not trying to bury them but I'm saying they're you know AEW's got a national TV deal on a network like TNT you're now number two you know what I mean so to go to impact which is farther behind does that help you um, you know, and again, that's, I'm just, that's just playing devil's advocate and hearing from some of the other people that I've heard from, um, that, that say that, uh, I, I still think it can't hurt because if you're, if you're playing catch up ball and you're, you're two, three, four and five on the list, um, you're still not number one, you know what I mean? So, so why not? play nice with everybody if nothing else at the very least play nice i think we will i think it only benefits go ahead brad Brad, you're good i i really think it only benefits aew because if you look at where aew um struggles that that counterpoint is where impact is the aew's women's division is the worst division yeah Yeah. you bring in their knockout division that only helps AEW where um, there's AEW does has, in my opinion, the worst in storytelling impact for, in my opinion is the best at storytelling it. They're the only show that I think doesn't feel that it was written an hour before it was filmed. And I, I think it really is a mutual beneficiary uh, agreement to whatever they're working, but I think it only helps both. Well, and here's the, here's the one other devil's advocate thing that I'll use as it relates to, again, what I've heard from, from other critics of this announcement is that we're kind of in, in a system to where a lot of people are, are buddies and are using their buddies in different roles here. Now, if they can use the whole company, you know, and it's not just maybe Jericho making this happen and Omega and, and, you know, cause we all know Jericho's relationship with Don Callis and we know, you know, Omega's relationship with Don Callis and, and that kind of thing. I mean, if it's going to be more beneficial for just the parties that are all buddies, then it's a, then it's a great thing, but you know, you gotta, you gotta worry about that. You know, we don't want another repeat of Jericho versus Luther, you know, in, in a big competitive main event. You know what I mean? Now, again, I'm biased, but I'm going to say this. 
I, and I've said it before, I believe that Impact has been the best in this COVID, has did got the right guys that were released from the, from the big company, brought them in, me, meshed together good with the talent, fit in perfectly, used them the right way. Some may have thought, I've heard some complain about a couple things, but for the most part, you can when you when you saw the overall landscape and after everything was done, you're like, oh wow, they used them the right way. Everything's great, and so you see that. And then um, show wise with the empty arena, there they've been the most the most fun watched empty arena shows compared to where the where the other companies had to bring in some kind of fan interaction or some kind of fan or or use the boys there because of just just wrestling in empty arena was wouldn't have worked. And we saw it didn't work for the WB at first. And it, AEW actually saw that and did another take, and it helped. But the Impact never did that way. They went the WWE way at first, where there's no no fans in there, and it actually made it even better compared to the way WWE did it. Again, I'm biased, but sure. I think I think the the proof is in the pudding. If you go look and watch the programming, you're like, huh, yeah, no fans are there. But at the same time, I, I don't even think that there's no fans there. Like I don't even like I'm I'm. I literally yeah. watch it now. When you're when now I mean, they're refereeing, I get different. it. Yeah. I get it, and 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 yeah, and yeah, I mean, just to erase the bias there a little bit, I, I do love what they're doing. I do love the stories, but it's still very glaring to me that there's no audience there. I, I think the the best, the, the ones have done the best. AEW wins that battle to me, and it's and it's mainly because of their the venue that they have because well, it's unique, right? But uh, but I mean, but but the storytelling and the and the overall characters and what they've done. No, though, I just I just mean yeah. how they've handled the the gotcha. COVID no audience thing, and and then they've gradually built them back. But I think there's there's something unique about Daly's place that they they're able to do that, and I think that they've in my mind at least they they've won that battle as far as figuring out the limited or no audience thing. Uh, it's still it's it's hard for me on Impact as as good as their shows are it's still hard for me with the just just the kind of hollow sound you know it's it's weird but um but anyway but i mean i again i think you've got several different options here as as brad mentioned to to kind of use the strengths and weaknesses from each each company to kind of hopefully merge into something that that uh, everybody can enjoy so so we know kenny omega comes is going to be this week on impact tv and we'll see what kind of a impact that does in the ratings for sure. See what you did there. I know. Um, we'll see if it's an elite increase. Um, so, as I keep going. Uh, now, <laughs> my question is, though, do we see, and, I, and I'm completely just asking you all, I'm not going to give my opinion and my takes on anything because then it might, people might, because of me, where I work for, might think that I'm like saying something that's true or not true, kind of throw you off. So my main thing is, I'm going to ask you guys: Do you see it impact stars showing up on AEW, or is this is this a or is Kenny Omega coming on a one time thing? Is it is it going to is more AEW going to show up? Like what what do you all see happening? What's your let's do fantasy booking. I would love. Uh, well, I mean, you guys, um, AEW is already doing like uh, they brought in uh, the NWA. Uh, Women's champ, um, right? What was her name? What the Thunder Rosa? You talking about Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa, yes. Uh, so I mean, I I would hope I, I want to see uh, Good Brothers, Young Bucks. I want to see Good Brothers, um, FTR, but out of WWE. 
there, oh, the North, the Young Bucks, the North, Ada, or uh, I'm sorry, I'm just keep shooting tag teams over and over again. But FTR, yeah, FTR is uh, only yeah, only good things come from that. I'm going to go back to what you said originally. I think the women's division. I think that's that's a that's a big place you might want to start there, and uh, and see some crossover because in in some ways I feel like Impact almost has too many women, um, just because they can't feature them all the way that they they'd like to probably. So, uh, and I mean AEW has too many too, uh, in the fact that they can't seem to feature the right ones long enough to get us invested. Um, so I yeah I would like to see uh, some some integration there if if that's possible. But the tag team options are that's that's amazing. I, I like the way that looks. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, do you have? Um, would do you do you any one of you have a dream match? Whether it happens on AEW, whether it happens on Impact, or whether it happens in some other place that's neither AEW Impact. Do you have any dream match between a current Impact Superstar and the current AEW Superstar you looked at, or two dream matches? Darby Allen and Sammy Callahan. Just let them go. Good. Not bad. I like that. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that I have any dream matches necessarily. Um, I, it'd be interesting to see what, what happens with, with Kenny going over there. Um, I, don't know. I don't know who he matches up against, really. At this point, that that would be, I mean, yeah, he it would be a good match if you put him in there with with a lot of the guys. But I don't know if there's any headline grabbing feud right now that I foresee. But who knows? Who knows? Things could things could happen. I'm interested to see interested to see how it plays out. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I'm I'm excited. Uh, it's big for us. It's big for wrestling in general. Um, and, um, we'll see, uh, yeah, we'll see where only time will tell and, you know, we'll maybe do a, um, where we look back, I'm sure we will on this in a couple months and see it, what the, um, what kind of elite yeah. impact it made. <laughs> so, well now that's the, that seems to be the big storyline and, and we kind of, you know, just, uh, buried the lead on a couple things. Um, uh, the sting thing, I'm sure we'll get back to, but, yeah. uh, let's, let's, not forget about what actually happened in this main event here before Kenny, you know, announces that he's going to impact. And that is, uh, that, uh, the match, uh, that was, it was a pretty good match, by the way, uh, Kenny and John Moxley and Kenny takes the title off Moxley after, after a long run there for John Moxley as AEW champion. So, uh, so could this, I, I've been seeing a lot of rumors, maybe Moxley uh, going to drop that title, uh, over in Japan. Cause, Let's uh, remember he is still the the U.S. champion in New Japan, right? And then you mentioned uh, on a show that got lost that uh, you know he before he goes over there he might have to go over there and quarantine and then yeah and, and then take the have the title let's say he drops the title and then has to come back and quarantine again, which is why it makes sense to have him drop the title and then you know plus now his. Uh, which I think, congratulations! I think they're having a girl. Is what I saw online. Oh, uh, really? I hadn't seen uh, that. Yet. I think that's what I saw. Renee posts some kind of a cake where it was pink and said it's a girl. So uh, I'm assuming that's what that what that meant. It just said girl. It's usually, what that means, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know. So, uh, anyways, congratulations to them, and, and, and you know they're kind of you know um, preparing for what's to come, and 
Um, and what a different world for Mox. Can you imagine Mox as a girl dad? I mean, for us that are girl dads already. Right, absolutely. That's that's a different Mox, I think. It is, it is. Uh, that poor know. daughter. <laughs> She's never going to get a date, <laughs> ever. Never, ever, never, ever. Um, but, uh, yeah, congratulations again to them. And the, we'll see, only, again, once again, a long time will tell. By the time we do our recap review for the year show and – and then we go in, we lead into season five, uh, first show of 2021. Uh, we might have a, we might be, we again, we'll be able to look back and go, oh, well, that's probably what, what, why Moxley dropped it because he's got to do this and that. So we'll, maybe not, we'll see. Um, so, um, yeah, let's talk about the other big thing that happened at AEW, which was, you know, our former co host said in a group chat, the biggest, the, the biggest non kept secret or whatever it was. And, I, I don't. I, I, I didn't I'm, think so. No, I was like, "What Jer- are you talking about?" Jeremy-, Jeremy had more insight on that than I did because I, I sure didn't. And I don't think he. I think because smart marks were trying to go out there and say when his contract was coming to an end, or when they were trying to do some kind of merchant or moved his merchandise because of something came, and all of a sudden he's going to AEW. Blah, 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 and, I, and it never. W- it, and I personally yeah. know someone that has. I know people that can know into those things, and basically, AEW never once mentioned talk to him at all during that time. Nothing happened like that. Like, no, we, we're interested, but no, that's not true at all. And then about a month ago is when the conversation started. So if that was three, four months ago when this happened, and that wasn't the biggest kept secret, and it was never released anywhere else, if anything, Sting was more, they were, they were talking about Sting and Undertaker may never happen because Undertaker yeah. retiring, so... Yeah, um, I, I mean, I got to tell you, and usually Wednesdays I'm a little bit behind on the shows, and then then when my phone starts blowing up with you guys talking about what's going on, which is usually what happens, I try to either mute the conversation or just ignore it, but somehow I missed it and was like, what? Yeah. And so I was spoiled on the whole Sting thing. Well, so I go back to watch it, and I just wanted to let it all unfold. I didn't want to go to directly when it happened. I just, okay, let's see what happens here. And I got to tell you, even though I knew it was coming, when Tony Schiavone made the call, dude, I got chills. I got I got literal chills, and I was just like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And now, and looking back on it, I'm like, I mean, it's great that Sting's here, but I don't know, I don't know where it goes from here. Yeah, it's um, I, supposedly a multi year deal, which could just mean two years, but a multi year deal. Um, you know, and, and that's great. That's fine. I'm okay with it. I mean, Sting brings forth eyes to your product. Sting does. Sting is not going to do anything but good towards your product. There's no, It's not a bad decision. It's a great decision, good decision. I want to say it's not a bad decision whatsoever, whether he wrestles or not wrestle. I think he's done wrestling. But it it doesn't mean he can't come and be an enforcer somewhere be or use that right. bat to threaten and, and, and give a – you know, give a bump, take a bump, or give a give a get, put somebody in the Scorpion Deathlock. I mean, there's so much you can do, um, yeah. and not have a match that can still be safe and and everything. And and I and I'm just, yeah. I mean, I think it was great, and I think it was probably a debut they finally got right. Yes, I agree. I and, agree. And maybe, and by the way, I I talked to somebody, um recently and asked them who was there that day said hey how did you did you did you know about anything they said we every single body was completely kayfaved on him we had no idea we all legit popped and reacted in the crowd when he came out they had no idea 
he was there and nothing. No one knew. And we that was yeah. all real reactions to that. Everybody, even it, people you thought knew had no idea. You're right. It was done very well. Um, again, it left you wondering. And that, see, sometimes that's the best when somebody debuts and you're left like wondering, like, what? What's next? What's what's happens? You know, and and that's it. That's the way it, it worked. You don't know whose side he's on. You don't know what his goal is. I, I loved the interaction with him and the and the guys that were in the ring. You know, he's got the the history with Arn. He's got the history with Dustin. You know, he's got and we, they the announcers did a great job explaining that Co- it was one of Cody's favorite wrestlers. And then you just see him and Darby Allen, and you know that there's there's God there's a connection there. Like you right. know, Darby grew up as a little stinger. And uh, with the face paint stuff and how he looked at both sides of his face, it was just mm, perfection, perfection as far as a debut. And I, I do salute them as much grief as I've given them for how that they've debuted new people. That was beautiful. Yep. And no one knew. And if one person that claims they knew knew that it's no longer a pot, uh, a, uh, they'll be on the show before the end of the year and we'll have them talk about it. But um, how they knew, I have no idea because they, they have more connections than, than I do, and they, they didn't right. know about the other big news that happened that night, but apparently they knew about that one, so that's really weird. But. Well, none of the rest of us did either, so thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so, uh, yeah, what a great, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen. And, uh, um, and uh, yeah, and now that uh, officially hey, there's only about, I think, seven people on the list, but Sting now joins the group of people who's been on WCW, WWE, TNA Impact, AEW. So there you go. And um, and only one or two can throw in ECW in that mix. And not the WWE ECW, the actual original ECW, which is the original, Jerry, yeah. Which is Jerry Lynn and um, I forget there was somebody else, but that's um, pretty much it. So yes, I was so. gonna say you want to go back even farther than you could put. You could put Jerry Lynn, I think Dustin Rhodes, and and Sting in Memphis too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I think I don't think any of the other ones, but but I know I know those three for sure. You can you can put back in Memphis days, and you could you might even be a, able to add a few more. But um, but I know for a fact that all three of them worked in Memphis. And, so. and Arn it just never went to the TNA Impact, or Arn would easily be in that yeah. list. And then uh, yeah. and then if I'm mistaken, that Tolly never went to WWE, right? So Tolly was in WWE, or maybe he's not go to Impact either. Something like that. Yeah, he Something. didn't go to Impact. Tolly didn't go to Impact. <clears throat> so yeah, so that's that's it. Has Rob Van Dam just not been in AEW? Because um, yeah. Rob did some WCW stuff too, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So early, Rob has not been in AEW, which which Rob could join that list too. We'll never know. I mean, right now, yeah. um, you know, there there's been rumors that the con- his contract with Impact was over. There's rumors that it's not. So I have no insight on that one. All I know is when I, you know, uh, that's another one who um, who could show up. The only other. Um, Let's see, I, I believe there's one other. I'm trying to remember. There's another one that could. I guess the only other person that they would have to go to AEW would be Rhino. But if Rhino goes to AEW mm-hmm. based on the relationship with Impact, then he'd be the only other one that could say oh, everybody and even throw in ECW. ECW, in that too. yeah, yeah. So um, on that, and uh, of course, I don't know if you saw this or not, but our new OVW Heavyweight Champion Brian Pillman tweeted out an awesome picture. And he's like walking into work Wednesday like this. And it's a picture of Dustin Rhodes, 
a picture of Sting and then a picture of, of course, Brian Pillman Sr. All together, a picture. It's got to be circa like 91, 92, something like that. Oh, wow. An yeah. Awesome, awesome picture. And you think about that now. It's like, wow, isn't that crazy that that Sting and Dustin are working there? And here's Brian Pillman Jr. that that is not officially under contract, but uh, he is he is there as well. And uh, and and he's going to be on Dynamite. We already know he, along with Griff Garrison, they have a team name now, which is the Varsity Blondes, yeah. taking on uh, FTR. Uh, and it, it'd be nice if he was carrying out that OVW Heavyweight Championship. On uh, we we might have another uh, another collaboration here. No, we we don't know anything about that, but no, who knows? No, we never know. But uh, yeah, that is that is nice. And uh, shout out to you know Brian Pillman Jr. for what he's done. You will see him. Um, on the, I don't know if he'll be on OVW TV Tuesday or not. I'm um, sure. I mean, he's a champion. Maybe he will, but he definitely will be on AEW Wednesday night, and then I'm sure he'll be on OVW TV in the next few weeks, uh, leading up to January 9th uh, show, as we mentioned earlier. All right, so uh, let's kind of transition. Before we do that, I want to mention our our sponsor, Call Noble. That's right. We go to CallNobleBrand.com. Use promo code Ringside, all capital letters. You save ten percent, and you help the Ringside Podcast out. Collar and Elbow, the official wrestling apparel, official wrestling brand of here at Ringside, uh, and uh, special OVW shirt right now. If you go to there, you see the link on our website, as well as others who shared it, and you get a special OVW. Which proceeds go to go to OVW. But if you use promo code Ringside, you also are helping uh, support this show and an on-air talent, but mostly just this show. And here's the thing: it, it, you know, last night. Uh, as we record this, was an epic night, a, a historical night for OVW. And now you can tell everybody, you can tell all of your friends, you can tell anybody you come in contact with that when OVW had its first pay-per-view, you weren't there. Because That's right. Obviously, we couldn't have any fans there. So get your shirt. It says OVW 2020. I wasn't I there. I wasn't there. All right. Absolutely. Perfect. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so let's uh, talk about the uh, other company who who uh, first started Wrestle who had a WrestleMania big event and had shirts that says I wasn't there because you couldn't have been there either, and that is the WWE. Um, again, a lot of things going on. I think the greatest thing on TV today is still Roman Reigns, and I would have said that even a year ago, but people you know made fun or got mad when you said that. But legit, now you got a reason to say it, and, and if they 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 disagree, they're stupid. Um, so guys, what do you think about what's going on with WB currently? Well, I mean, to say it's the best thing on the air and you could have said that a year ago, but now not only is it the best thing on the air, but it's something on the air that people care about. <laughs> and, and even if he was the best before, uh, and the, the EST or whatever, you yeah, know, before, right. before there, uh, it was another EST. Um, you know, what, what Roman is doing now is amazing and it's yeah. something you've never seen before. How many times can you say that, that you've seen an angle in wrestling that, You've never seen before, and I I can't think of anything that's even like this. I can't. Uh, I mean, you're right. You never. It is something you've really never seen before. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess it has kind of something. I mean, there's similarities to it, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, my goodness, and and it just if it doesn't lead to the Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, I'm going to be pissed. That's the only time. That's the only way I'm going to be mad. Other than that, do what you want. I don't know. I feel like any any way they go right now, they could they could make it work. Uh, you know, we talked about Brock. You know, and I mean, putting Brock back in there. Could, it, how many times have we seen a Roman and Brock match? And how many times have we said, okay, this is enough? Now, how many people are going? 
heck yeah, bring it on. Right. Let's see this right. because it's it's a totally different dynamic now. You've got that added piece of Paul Heyman, you know, uh, on the other side of the fence. I think, you know, whatever happens from here, and I mean, the next the next thing going is is, is the match with Kevin Owens, obviously at TLC, and. Uh, you know, I'm I'm intrigued on that one, even though we've seen this match before too. But again, we're in a completely different ball game here. Yeah, that's true. The guy Roman Reigns, I I, I could care less. Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, oh, it's Chef Kiss. It's you don't like the the big dog. The big dog. Not big no, dog. That, Oh man! Uh, does my, I, I, does Michael Cole no longer says that anymore, right? He no longer gets excited and, and and about nuts himself when he says that anymore, right? He's pretty much calmed down on that, right? I don't believe so. Between believe that so. and it's boss time, it's boss time. Yeah, yeah. He still Come does on, the boss man. time. Yeah, yeah. He still does the boss but, time. Oh, good old Michael Cole. All right, so um, Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, I'm down for whatever. Yeah, replay everything, all of his old stuff. I don't care. Old rivalries, new rivalries. It's he's fantastic. Um, uh, other than see again, that's like that. That's the only thing I care about, and right now, and and I'm not, and of course, I know I I try not to. Um, I know I work for two other companies, and you know I try not to talk, and because I know, and I know a lot of people there at WWE, and I know that they're. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good things happening, but it's like that's all. That's all. That's all. That's on my mind. It's the Roman Reigns, what they're doing, angle, which makes you show, makes you know that that's really over. If that's what I'm thinking about, and that's how I can describe and talk to people about and passionate about the rest of the yeah. stuff. There's some good and bad from it, but I just I don't even like. I don't even really care. You have to literally ask me like yeah. what's going on. I love the Miz, and I love what he, you know. I love, what's, but at the same time, I'm not even thinking about the Miz. I'm thinking about Roman Reigns. Right. Well, even when you, you know, you talk about a, like an actual heel, like an amazing heel and, and everybody cites MJF and, and granted MJF is an amazing heel. He's really good. He's always on and he's never, he never strays away from his character uh, and that's great, but it's very old school. It's very, you know, it's, it's the old style of heat. He gets heat the, the way people used to get heat and that's fine. And I think people find that refreshing the way Roman gets heat is, I mean, he is just, he has zero redeeming qualities when it comes. I, I mean, except for the fact that he's, he can go in the ring, but yeah. what has he not shown us except for one time since he's been back is him going in the ring, you know, maybe two, but I mean, when it comes to SmackDown, He's not wrestling on SmackDown. Again, he was scheduled for a match. What does he do? He leaves Jay on his own. You know, I think, I mean, it's just all the stuff with, with Jay, all the, you know, it, just with everybody. I mean, I think it's, it's awesome. And, and who would have thought you could throw, you know, a guy like Otis in that mix and, and, and it worked. You know? yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I, I, I like, uh, I, I like everything. I'm, I'm like you guys. I think it's all good. How much has Jay Uso benefited from that? Like, if you would have said six months ago, a year ago, oh, at the end of 2020, Jay Uso is going to be main eventing almost every single SmackDown in a top spot, main eventing two or three pay per views. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, w- I would have thought, okay, it could happen, but I would have never thought as a single star. You well, know, here's the thing, too, and I, you know, not to. Not to brag, but I guess I will. It's pretty cool that my last time I worked for WB before early in the year for the pandemic and everything, I got to literally work with Thusos and Roman and, and, and Baron Corbin. Now, yes, they knocked me out, but still, I got to work with Thusos. And, and, you know, so, so it's kind of cool to know that, hey, I work with people who are – well, Roman was a top star, but now 
you know, the best two things in the storyline going. I've got to, you know, in 2020, the year that they became all this, I got to be part of that kind of leading storyline up until what we have today. So pretty cool. Yeah. And if you get a chance, watch the video because, I mean, he got hit so hard and fell so far. And in the end, it didn't really matter. Yeah. Is that a song? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it seems like you a little Lincoln Park callback. It seems like uh, you like a lot of uh, you. You like when it, Jeremy was the same way when I when all of a sudden I magically get hit. You just love it, you know. See, I, I do like Pro- it, but but you, see when you when, when you're up there against Deanna Prazo and you Moose, whoever else, man, they they lay it in. They lay it in. They. I'm not so sure do. the Usos laid it in. You just were in the area, and you know it was like a domino. You just. You just fall. Well, That's what happens? What, what happens is, sometimes? But, yeah. Nice catch. Moose and Moose did lay it <laughs> in, and uh, so did uh, yeah, so did Deanna Prazo. So shout out to those guys. I love those guys actually, even though they hit me. Uh, oh, <laughs> but um, but anyways, yeah. So uh, here, question. Okay, we know TLC is going to be coming up. We know all this happening. We that could probably turn into the outcome of this. But right now, who wins the Royal Rumble? Oh, wow. Honestly, I hadn't even thought about it very much. If fantasy-wise, just to give it, um, if um, WrestleMania is in front of a crowd, um, I want to say McIntyre has to lose the belt again, which I don't think they'll do so quick, just to get that pop and let him actually get his WrestleMania pop for winning the belt. Um, but oh, outside of it. that, I, I, I don't know. I got it. I got it. Seamus. 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 Interesting. Seamus. You see that, right? Like, they're even teasing it, though, but... But that, I, like, and here's why, because I, I don't think that, you know, especially if you're going, if you're going Brock Lesnar or you're going The Rock for Roman, I don't think either one of them needs to win the Royal Rumble. I could see them doing it um, just as a, just a big surprise or whatever, and, and one of them coming back and winning. Uh, I don't think you need that. I don't think you need that for that feud. It's a, it's a real, it's an easy made feud that that can happen on its own. So that way you got to go to Drew. I don't see Drew losing it before WrestleMania again. I just don't see that happening. I mean, they could go back to Randy and then make and bring Edge back again and have Edge win it. Um, but I feel like that was his thing last year, you know. So he doesn't need it again. So what you could do is leave the title where it is with Drew build this thing with Seamus because there's they're apparently best friends and that seems to be the this this is the only thing which I I think they can build a good feud out of this but that's the other angle that WWE uses nonstop but I'm kind of kind of over the best friends angle because it's it's happened with all the girls feuds it's happened with several guys feuds but but take it as it is I can see these two going in as as friends Seamus still working as a heel as he has been but you can still you know these guys are legit friends, you know? So build that tension a little bit, and then finally, there you go. Sheamus wins the Rumble and and faces his best friend and then gets really dastardly and does something, you know, before WrestleMania to really build the the personal issue. So I'll I'll, I'll go with that right now. I'll go with Sheamus. Vince doesn't really like letting uh, heels win the Rumble. So I don't know. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> well, the, somebody else somebody like did, that somebody don't like that either. Yeah, exactly. I didn't like that uh, idea. But um, but yeah. So anyways, uh, I don't know, man. Um, I, I can't. I'm not going to predict. I, well, because I, I really 
I just hope it's it makes sense. And yeah. um, sometimes they do a lot of things that make sense. Sometimes they don't. But that's wrestling in general. But you know, we'll get. Well, hopefully, we'll get there. Um, we'll it, it'd happens. be nice. I, I mean, it'd be nice if they did something completely off the cuff. I mean, that's that's the one thing they really haven't done. They've done surprise entries before, and the surprise entries winning, you know, it was cool. What they've never done is, except for like Vince McMahon, is have like somebody you would never expect to win it just win it. And I, I think I think it's time that they do something like that. I thought they were going to do that last year. I thought maybe Keith Lee had a chance last year uh, until they they did what they did, which was perfect the way they ended up doing it. But um, I, I just love to see just somebody random you would not expect to win win. You can always take the title shot yeah. from them in a different way if you needed to. But uh, well, but I I want to see that. Here's the thing. I, I think I think wh- whoever's going to win it. You know, and I, my, I guess if I had a prediction on what it, I just hope that it, it's it's big, it's big, it's a big deal, big news, and you know, whether whether the Royal Rumble is rated, uh, you know, PG, TV fourteen, or rated R, we'll see. I see your pick. There you go. Gotcha. gotcha. There you go. All right. So, um, anyways, uh, th- that's kind of, I mean, really in the nutshell, unless I'm missing anything, I think we've kind of we kind of narrowed down everything we can discuss right now currently. Can we talk more about that Pat McAfee bump, though, off that cage? It is amazing. <laughs> so Whoa, good. What a bump. So good. He, can, he knows how to punt, and he knows how to bump. Yes, so, he does. Uh, by the way, <laughs> speaking of the shout-out to my team who won earlier today. So, um, anyways, uh, I know uh, – Sorry, guys. I know I'm wearing my shirt again today, and it didn't didn't work out. And yeah, it was the Browns, but they're better this year. Okay. Well, uh, well, at least you your team didn't ruin like the greatest second coming of Joe Montana, and just <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow. I'm, mm. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Hey, I, I for a minute there though, with my team today uh, played the Texans. Like it looked like the Texans, like they had a chance to seal it, and then they did something stupid. I'm like, what are you doing? And then they go back, and the Texans literally could have won it. And then they uh, they 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 jumped. They uh, there was a conversation about letting them score, and I even thought that too. Like the old Bill Belichick, why don't you just let them score with a minute and thirty to go and go back down the field and get a field goal? And then all of a sudden uh, they fumble. They 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 dropped the snap and or. So and then we ended up getting balls like thank goodness they didn't pull the Bill Belichick oh, there well, and do with that. The, with the Titans getting spanked the the way they did, I was I was pulling for the Texans today, and which usually I, I pull for the Colts otherwise. But we needed we really needed the Colts to lose today. But I said this with the Tate twins. I shared this the other day with the Tate twins at Christmas Chaos. We were talking about Colts and and Titans. Now we'll say this, and yes, I go to Nashville quite often, and I know I have a lot yeah. of friends that are Nashville that are uh, Titans fans. So here's the thing. I personally do not hate the Titans, even though we're in the same division. I hate the Texans, and I'm not really yeah. and and you know the Jaguars are okay, um, but uh, <laughs> I, but I really, and Tony Khan, if you ever want to hire Daniel Spencer, that's what that meant. <laughs> no, no, no I, I'm fine where I'm at. Um, but the uh, <laughs> Jaguars are okay, but I hate the Texans, so I, I'm not. A, he I'm, loves Canadian football too. <laughs> I'm just telling you, he loves Canadian football. <laughs> But um, I, the Quebecers, yeah. Um, but I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not against. Um, I'm not against the Titans. I, only time I root against them is when they play us. Really. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I root for them when they play the Jaguars. Maybe I don't. We'll see. <laughs> we can all agree Kansas City's not losing another game, right? Yeah, pretty much. Probably not. Probably not. 
Uh, figured we ended with a little different football talk there. We had to throw that in there. Something, something different, you know. Why not? Uh, for all you football fans out there, and um, XFL is coming up uh, again in another another year or so, and I can't. I'm excited for it. the Rock's going to run it, and I think that everything he touches is gold. And the XFL is going to probably be so successful than it than it ever could have been. Um, I think it would have done well without COVID, anyways. I think it would have done well the, these these couple of years, but smart decision. Rock's going to take over, and you know. Um, and uh, by the way, did uh, did did the Luck, uh, the Oliver Luck, or not? Was, yeah, was Oliver Luck? Yeah, did he um, end up, you know, getting his pay money? And did, did Rock did he end up getting his money back or no? Because then he sued Vince McMahon and X, X, XFL. I never heard I any know. more about that. I don't know. Haven't heard any. Yeah, any info on that? Oh, oh well. Anyways, um, any final thoughts before we end the show? No, man. I I, I think uh, we had a, a pretty good week, other than you know one one sad moment, of course. So with Pat Batterson once again, you know. Um, we lost to probably one of the best minds, and uh, absolutely. And and as I heard, uh, I heard Bully Ray say this past week that you know there's very few geniuses in this business. Or maybe it was Tommy Dreamer that said it, um, but you know, genius when you look at the level, it's Vince McMahon, Paul Heyman, and Pat Patterson, and and you don't. There's very few others that you can really call a genius. That sounds like that sounds like a Tommy Dreamer line in the wrestling business, mm-hmm. and they all had their own their own you know things that they were great at. But uh, they all were genius level. Yeah. And they all are, you know, the ones that left still genius level. But, um, and, and I agree. Pat Patterson, uh, one of the best. And, and I think his legacy will be more for his mind and his behind-the-scenes work than it will be uh, in the ring and, and in front of the camera. But you can't deny that he, he did all of them very, very well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for listening. As always, you can find us all on the Podcast Avenues, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, or just go to BringSidePodcast.com and download that way. And our partners with Barnburner Network, we appreciate them airing the show there as well. You can get us on social media, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, and the Facebook, at Ringside Podcast. And individually on Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer. And I'm at Eric on the air. And Brad, where, where can we find you on that Twitter? I'm at TapOutTZ on Twitter and Twitch. So watch me shoot zombies because my wife said i need a hobby there you go there you go Uh, and we also thank you for making it a hobby to join us every now and then when we call upon you yes and we're go ahead we're gonna say brad i said i love it you guys uh instead of talking wrestling at my wife i actually get to talk to people (laughs) that enjoy it i can relate to that i can relate to that yeah, uh, my fiance is kind of like she. Um, my fiance actually comes to shows and uh, watches and likes, but she, yeah, it's like when I explain stuff to her, she's like, "Okay, all right, sure." Like, yeah, right. and you know when I try to say, I'm like, "You don't understand." Me and Daniel were in the cage; they were <laughs> fighting outside the cage, and I had to get out of the cage. And she goes, "Yeah, you're old and fat, and you need to be careful." Okay, <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it is what it is. All right, guys, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. As always, in the meantime, between time, until next time, we will catch you ringside, but you can catch Daniel Friday. You know why? He's going to be on something to wrestle. No, maybe not. Maybe that's nah, it's not as. What? I tried, I, tried, I tried to pull the swerve like Don Callis did. It didn't work. No, nah, it didn't work. But you can catch me Friday on YTA and Tuesday on Impact Wrestling. There you go. Can't do that. All right. See you guys. Later. <laughs>